0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Career Catharsis Podcast. I'm your host, Neha Koram. Today I will be chatting with Sarah Baker Andrus, founder and CEO of Avera Careers. When it comes to recruiting, hiring, and counseling others on their career, Sarah Baker Andrus has seen it all. She's worked in the corporate world, nonprofits, as well as academia. Super excited to share my conversation with you. And I hope you'll pass it on to any friends or colleagues that might be looking for some inspiration to get out of bed and enjoy doing the work that they do. Hi, Sarah. So great to have you on the Career Catharsis Show. Thanks for joining me and my listeners today. I'm so happy to be here with you, Neha, and uh, excited about the conversation. For sure. I would love to get a better sense of your career trajectory. And how did you arrive at becoming a career coach? Sure. You know, I think like a
1: lot of us, I stumbled upon the work that I love just by starting in a relatively random job and finding myself in it. Mm. And it was in grad school and I got a job uh, in the internship and co-op office, helping students uh, get uh, their resumes ready and prepare for interviews. And that really led to what's become a lifetime fascination with how we choose careers and sometimes how careers choose us. And I started in academia, but then moved quickly into the corporate world where I was very heavily involved in recruiting and led a recruiting effort for a, for a large marketing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, And I like to say that I've sort of spent my career immersed in everybody else's careers.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to put it, I think, as an employment consultor, as well as a recruiter, anyone that's really in that space of counseling other people on their career, you end up kind of, um, you know, really, really diving into their own, their own trajectory, right? So Mm. with them holding their hand through each uh, twist and turn. So curious to know what types of clients do you currently work with? Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's a great question. And I think it's
1: one that's often, uh, you know, there's not a single answer. But I've given a lot of thought just as a business owner into who I work best with. And the thing that my clients seem to have in common is that they come to a moment Mm -hmm. where they recognize there's a pattern going on. And it's a very specific pattern, where we get uh, somehow triggered that we got to find a new job,
0: mm-hmm. something's
1: going on. I mean, we may feel, oh, I, you know, I really could be doing more. I could be earning more, or perhaps there's a toxic work environment or something changes at work. We're like, got to find that job.
0: Yeah. And then
1: that's, that's the trigger that begins the cycle of energy, excitement. And then the action most people take is to hop on job boards, Mm-hmm. Which is actually, as I know you know, not <laughs> the best first step because it leads then to this empty time lag of now what, and mm-hmm. that space allows the fears that are just innate in this process. It allows those fears to to jump in, and then we stall until the next trigger. With and and I think probably this is, uh, you know, one of my. Clients recently went through this, where she saw she saw this pattern, and she had originally thought about looking for new work when her company was purchased. And she had just very successful, had been making a you know moving up within her her field, and you know by thirty was was in a in a significant role. She thought, I got to find something else. I'm not I, I'm not loving this purchase. I, I'm not sure what this can do for me, and she went through this cycle cycle of not knowing how to begin and therefore setting herself up for these fears and doubts to sink in and then stall Mm -hmm. until the next trigger where a few people she really enjoyed working with, they Mm -hmm. found new jobs until the next trigger when she made a significant proposal for some updates in, in key software that she felt was really required for the company to stay up to date. And that's what finally got her to come to me was, I see this pattern. I see what's happening. Obviously, I'm missing something. And if I don't leave now, mm. it's going to be more dangerous than if I do, Because my skills are going to suffer then. And I won't have certain things on my resume that future employers might be looking for. Hmm.
0: So what I'm hearing is really taking a moment to stop and take notice of the pattern mm. and and then do the groundwork, do the inner work, really do the deep work and, you know, get somebody to help engage, engage a coach. If you, if you must yes. kind of dive in and have them ask the right questions to then map out what, what we want to do next and how do we pivot and change the pattern. Right. Um, so, so that's something that I do with my clients as well. And I think you really hit the nail on the head that it's a pattern, right? We Mm. find ourselves in these jobs. We find ourselves in these positions where um, we haven't done the groundwork and we start gravitating towards similar environments, similar positions, Mm. similar, you know, other factors, and then wondering how, how did I end up here and why am I not happy?
1: Right. And it's ultimately Mm. the difference between, you know, a normal question. I think a lot of job hunters have in their mind which is, Ooh, will they hire me? It's sort of this Mm -hmm. passive reactive, uh, question. Will they hire me instead of do I want to work here? Yeah. And I think the, do I want to work here question is where people like us can really help people because there's so many fears that, that play with our mindset, whether it's fears around networking or fears, doubts of our skills, Mm I feel like the job search process is just fraught with these inevitable onslaughts to our you know, normal insecurities, even for the most successful people. Mm-hmm. And if we can change that question to do I want to work here, then that lays a path forward for us that gives us a lot more
0: power. I love that. Yeah, I think really changing the narrative around it being a passive search Mm. and and asking that question of, do I want to work here rather than do they want to hire me? I love that reframing because it it really does give the interviewer, the job seeker, sorry, the the, uh, job seeker for sure, more power, right? And realizing that it's a two-way street rather than this top-down decision that's going to come from the employer.
1: Right. And when I'm working with the client, we're sitting together and we're talking about, hey, you know, when you think about your high point achievements, what you're most proud of, how do we tease the skills out of that? As we think about that achievement, well, what did that require? And what were the skills and abilities and personal traits even? You know, can we, can we pull those out of your story and even go so far as to identify things that you're really good at that you still want to do, and maybe some things that you're really good at that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think this process of walking someone through that questioning and back and forth kind of ping-ponging, well, what did you think about project planning? You you noted that as a big skill of yours. Do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Like somebody to just be a mirror of um, what you truly want to do so that you can find a role where you're going to thrive rather than, as you said, getting back into that same old pattern. Well, this is what I guess I do. And so
0: I'm here. I am back in another job. That's not meeting my needs. Exactly. Exactly. Really just identifying those needs and having Mm. someone be that mirror is incredible. So I think as coaches, we have a lot of power in holding that mirror up for our clients. Um, Mm. So, question about how can clients find you if they wanted to work with you? Well,
1: sure. Um, my business is Avara Careers, and I'm at uh, AvaraCareers.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sarah Baker Andrus, or it might be Sarah B. Andrus. Now I, I'm drawing a blank, but um, but uh, I'm also on Twitter, Sarah B. A. And um, you know, I, I love just this this whole conversation around, um, you know, how can we best help people? And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've done is put together a 10 days to jumpstart your job search. Mm. And if you go to my website and you subscribe, it's there for you. It's just 10 days of emails with some suggestions, no cost. It's, I'm really putting it out there because Mm -hmm. I feel like particularly in the pandemic, We've seen so many people who don't know where to begin this process, exactly. and it shouldn't be a secret. Job hunting is a skill we can all learn, mm-hmm. and one of the things that is uh, frustrating to me is that in our culture we so highly value, um, you know, what does what this profession is. This defines us, and yet at the mm-hmm. same time. We do absolutely nothing to teach people the basic skills and they are just basic Mm -hmm. skills that anyone can learn. We do nothing to teach people how to do this. And so we're really, you know, we've got so many people out there now that are completely lost having had, you know, their careers impacted by the pandemic, finding themselves perhaps never having really looked for a job since they got their first one. Maybe they were even promoted within several roles and here they are going, Mm -hmm. "Mm, I don't know what to do.
0: Um. <laughs> I I have been in some workshops where I love to ask the question uh when's the last time you went out on an interview and some of the answers I got were 25 years right 30 years right you know 15 years um so I think it's it's really been a challenging time for so many especially those that were laid off due to the pandemic and a lot of people that may have had that security for years and years, right? So reteaching yourself those skills, it can feel mm. daunting And that's where the support of yourself and and you know um our coaching space can really make all the difference. I really appreciate you sharing the call out for your 10-day um email for for anyone looking to jumpstart their job search. Um I would also be curious about what are some of the main challenges that you're finding with clients nowadays? What are some of those challenges that you help? help Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things that seem to be standing out
1: to me in in the clients that I'm working with. And, it, you know, when I I was recently working with um, a a young person who's out of college, Scott, and he landed somewhere where he really didn't want to be. Like we all choose a major, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then we
1: find out, uh, not so much, not, not right for me. Yeah. And when I asked him to sort of describe what he was looking for and, you know, the classic kind of tell me about yourself, he really struggled. And the interesting thing is that it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the career, doesn't matter how successful somebody is. It's this capacity to articulate what we offer prospective employer, that seems to be a real sticking point for a lot of people that I work with. And I find it a big challenge, not just with my um, clients, but also I I teach in the business school at the University of Delaware. Mm -hmm. And my students are really struggling with how to frame who they are and what they bring to the table for a prospective employer. Mm -hmm. And so I have a series of exercises where I'll actually walk people through a process of identifying those skills and then build a framework within which they can discuss you know, oh, so you, you uh, are interested in marketing. Well, let's, let's think about the skills that go into marketing. And, and can you come up with some examples of when you've used those skills and what are the skills and achievements that set you apart from other people who are also looking for marketing roles Mm -hmm. and walking through that step-by-step and building some statements can really boost confidence so that, that is where I find most of my clients really appreciate the, um, mm-hmm. the support. And that is the biggest challenge that I'm seeing right now is, mm-hmm. is becoming fluent in the language
0: of ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that becoming fluent in the language of ourselves, really getting to know ourselves, getting to know our strengths, our mm. weaknesses, opportunity opportunities and threats in the market so what I like to do with my clients is do a personal SWOT analysis Hmm. so really just taking inventory of your strengths weaknesses opportunities threats this is something that anybody can ask themselves on you know um, a sheet of paper you just start writing out I think what really takes it the next step is when you have prompts for each of these categories and that's where talking to somebody talking yes. to a coach a counselor can really assist in the prompts for each of these categories because you might still be kind of stuck when it comes to listing them out right, right. Um, so so that's really important to have a have a framework and that step by step process that you mentioned and having a bit of structure right it is. And then the probing questions that mm-hmm. you and I can ask, like when you
1: hear a story or when I hear a story, I'm pulling out and teasing out skills that clients aren't even identifying because they're so good at it. They're taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that they're missing a very in-demand skill that they should be highlighting. mm-hmm
0: a lot of it has to do with studying the market too right it and does. studying studying people whose job you would like um, to go for right so sure. so that that piece too but thinking about some other career trends that you're seeing what trends have you noticed in the market in particular Yeah, well, I think there are a few ones that are immediately,
1: uh, you know, they're they're new and different, and obviously they have to do with our remote uh, work and whether that stays or goes, uh, we don't know yet. That's Mm -hmm. that's yet Mm -hmm. to be seen. But one, there's a few things I'm noticing. The first one is that there is a significantly longer interview process Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: more people involved in the interview process. And so, if you are a candidate that you know, last looked for a job even three years ago or longer, you, you're going to be stunned by how long this is taking. And you may even get anxious and think, maybe they weren't interested in me. And you might write off a company that is still very much engaged in trying to figure out who the best candidate is. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is because more people are involved in the process. Now that we can do this remotely, it's very easy to say, you know, well, we want her to talk to these seven people and we don't have to get them all in the same room at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that really extends the length of the process. And then I think the decision-making is also, this leads to kind of the second observation is that we need to show that we can work remotely and we need to be able to demonstrate how we communicate what we're doing. How do we prove our accountability? our capacity to work independently, our ability to make decisions without close supervision. These are all things that need to be assessed and companies are becoming more concerned about. So I think that there is also time engaged with that process that perhaps was not uh, you know, even a factor uh, in the old world before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that that was really considered quite... Uh, as something that a, that a candidate had to address. And I think it is a must have. It's an area we have to prepare. How do you stay on task? And how do you prove that to me in an interview? Um, and then the third area that I don't know if you're seeing this as well, but I certainly am, showing a real informed and keen interest in the business and being able to articulate why that business and why this role. And I think this is coming up because of the, uh, the increase in churn right now and people Mm -hmm. moving around a lot. We're seeing a lot of seat swapping. And so (laughs) I feel like candidates who can clearly articulate why they want to work for that specific company who are exceptionally well-informed on what distinguishes that company and are able to make a connection between their values, their ways of working, the types of things that they want to do. Those are the candidates that are going to have an edge in this market right now.
0: Absolutely. I think having that alignment with the company mission, Mm -hmm. with the role, that's super key, not just for yourself, but employers are probing to Mm -hmm. make sure that this is a good long term fit. Yes. um, Rather than, you know, I think there was sort of more openness to, um, Okay, you've got the skills. You've got what I need. That mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and present you with an offer. But now it's really like, how much stake do you have in mm-hmm. wanting to wanting to build and grow this business with us? Um, so you know, they are definitely looking. I think employers are definitely looking at people who kind of understand the business strategy the business vision and the outcomes that they would be responsible for in the position and how that kind of ties into you know that long term Partnership because, as you mentioned, so uh, you've probably heard and listeners might have heard of these two terms kind of floating around. We've heard about the great rehiring and we've heard about the great resignation, right? So it really is a big wave of shuffling Mm -hmm. seats. Not only have employers had to let go of a lot of positions that they're now rehiring for, or, you know, taking the pandemic as an opportunity to more or less clean shop um, and then. And realizing that, okay, now things are kind of opening up and, you know, we need we need new new headcount and new people to fill, fill these open roles and and our new project or priorities. Right. Um, So there's quite a few things happening in business that uh, I don't think would have happened necessarily if it weren't for the pandemic and employers have had to kind of move things around and they're ready to rehire but then we've also seen a big shift with candidates who um, as you kind of mentioned have been also you know um, wondering what's next for them and the pandemic has really just given them a moment to pause and think about what matters to them and Mm -hmm. you know I know so many people have also moved outside of cities so commutes are no longer possible that might impact a return to work if if companies are not offering that remote flexibility. So lots of key trends there. Um, I wanted to also jump into your own profession and looking back, what is a highlight for you if you were to kind of pick a moment in time?
1: Hmm. I, I think that becoming an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and building a successful business on my own terms that truly makes a difference in people's lives. It has been, interestingly, uh, it has been the most powerful personal development period of my life which i would not have necessarily expected because i had always worked for someone else before and i had colleagues and i had support systems and i had an environment and an infrastructure and operations and mm-hmm. and in it it's quite different as a, as an entrepreneur to start something from scratch and the learning curve is is remarkable and i have to say it was Really satisfying to to build a successful uh, business that that allowed me to continue learning, Mm -hmm. that really helped me develop some skills that I never would have guessed I I had because other people filled those roles in, in my past career. Uh, So that has been really terrific. And then, you know, I think also to just watch the direct impact on the on the lives of the people that I work with, there's Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing more satisfying than getting a call from a client who got the job they wanted. I mean,
0: you, you can't beat that. Yeah. 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 I think it's truly a rewarding, rewarding career to be a recruiter or coach, right? Mm. So helping, helping people land their next job is always a great feeling when you hear that excitement and you get to share in that excitement and celebrate with them. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think something that you pointed out about entrepreneurship being Mm. one of the greatest, you know, periods of your life in terms of personal development is, is a great um great indicator of you know um the skill development involved in taking on that journey as you mentioned there's so many different um pieces to running a business that we have support in an organization as an employee but Mm -hmm. setting out on your own having to develop those skills and you know get into uncharted territory is is really cool and um You know, congratulations on that journey. Um, Thank you particularly at a time where I think we've seen you know, a really big rise in entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. a lot of us are hearing that this is the fourth industrial revolution. And, and with any turning point like this, there's always a new wave of business owners to emerge. And um, I think a lot of folks need that support too, where you know, having a coach might even be really beneficial for anyone who is setting out on that individual journey as a business owner too.
1: Absolutely. And I would say a good, probably 20 to 25% of my clients are coming to me to talk about, should I, you know, should I be looking for my next, you know, uh, job, 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 nine to five or whatever, or, you know, am I the sort of person who possibly could yeah, uh, go yeah. out on my own and because of all the assessments that I do and the exercises that I mm-hmm. I've created over the years, I can help somebody with the answer to that question. and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a you know, it's a clear no,
0: which mm-hmm. is not a
1: bad outcome. In fact it's a great outcome because that saving, you know, so much time and heart mm. and money. And if you know that in order to feel good about yourself every day, you need to be working in a in a hustling, bustling environment where everybody has a specific role, mm-hmm. right? And independence, you know, it, it, it just chafes at you a little bit. And we can figure out, you know, that, that working independently is not going to be your jam. Well, yeah that,
0: you know, that's a big bullet that we just dodged. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of questions around that too, that I think individuals might need some prompting. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a really key piece here for anyone who is curious about the coaching space and whether coaching would be right for them is, to understand that coaches are holding a mirror up to you and your career trajectory and helping you find the best and answers for yourself so that's a key piece right we're not here to tell anyone what to do we're here no. to we're here to help them find those answers for themselves. So it's really great to hear that you're able to help entrepreneurs in that or budding entrepreneurs, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And you know, the other interesting thing, and I'm sure you've seen yeah. this as well, is that every client has a different definition of success mm-hmm. in terms of the coaching relationship. And one of the things that I find really interesting is to ask up front, you know, mm-hmm. what would success look like to you? Yeah. And to get clarity on that. So if success is starting my own business, then then we have a conversation to have about, you know, well, what else might success look like to you if that doesn't happen or if that isn't or if you do that and it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to. But also lots of people find their inner entrepreneur and they hadn't even thought about it before. And it turns out to be an amazing path. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, we also work with people who come thinking they want to make a career change and success might be, you know what, now that I've explored all of this, I actually am valuing more what I'm doing now. And that Mm -hmm. could also be success.
0: Absolutely. I think really identifying what success looks like in the now and near Mm -hmm. term, right? So Mm -hmm. also just having having a lens on the present and near future can help us make the appropriate next step versus getting ahead of ourselves. And sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe entrepreneurship is in your future. Maybe it's something that you have to work towards. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. something that, you know, as you mentioned, working independently is such a big piece of that, what would it take in order to become more of a self-starter, to become more autonomous, to develop the muscle and, you know, the big picture lens that is needed uh, for for an entrepreneurship journey? So it's not out of the question for people that might be, you know, a bit more comfortable being the follower right now or um, needing a bit of direction or needing a bit of accountability. But um, again, just, you know, working with someone maybe to get, Get a bit more familiar with what's it going to take to dive into that journey. Absolutely. And how do we build those
1: muscles? And what are what are the several things we could do in the near term mm-hmm, to help prepare mm-hmm. us for that? I was actually having a conversation yeah. informally with somebody last night. And and you know, everybody thinks that that entrepreneurship is is freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And it is, it is in so many ways. And Mm -hmm. it's also a lot of other things. So what I was encouraging him to do is, well, what could you do on the side? What Mm -hmm. could you start in a small fashion that might help you check it out a little bit more? And that might give you some diagnostics and some data on how that actually is received by by prospective clients. What's the market demand for what you want to do? And these are really important conversations and questions to ask.
0: Mhm. For sure, I think what it really comes down to is the groundwork that we were talking about earlier, right? So um, before diving into the job search, before diving into entrepreneurship, Mm
1: -hmm. there is
0: that stage of introspection. There is that stage of planning, that stage of asking the right questions or getting somebody to help facilitate that process. Um, And, you know, that's not a space that we want to get stuck in. Um, But if you are feeling like you're getting stuck in that space, that means, again, you're not being prompted for, for the right, you know, um, the right areas that we need to kind of, you know, move forward, then the whole point of that phase of that or that pause is to then create momentum. So um, I think, you know, anyone who might be stuck in that planning phase right now. Um, If you've been stuck in that for a while, maybe it's time to ask for some help. Mm -hmm. Uh, So whether that's Sarah or myself or another coach, another key piece here is finding the right coach for you. Right. So I'm sure that this might be something that Sarah can also kind of share a little bit more insight on is um, have there been times that you've had to say no to a client or maybe referred them to somebody else? and, And what might that look like? I love this question.
1: And and thanks for for just opening that up, because I think it's a very courageous question. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. as coaches, we have a responsibility, an ethical responsibility, as we talk to people uh, in our initial conversations Mm -hmm. to determine, am I the person to help you? And equally so to determine, are you in a place where the work we're going to do together, where you're ready for that. And these are important Mm -hmm. questions. So what I do is I offer, you know, a complimentary initial consultation. It's actually, you know, a pretty long
0: conversation.
1: Mm. And I enjoy those calls so much because it gives me a chance to get to know people. I also ask people to just tell me a little bit about themselves before we even speak Mm. so that I can kind of see, you know, is this person, somebody who I'm, who I might be able to help. And the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. I do not work with everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's both for me and for them, because in that initial consultation, I'm going to get a good feel for whether, you know, it's a lot of it is about connection. Like, you know, I'm feeling a real connection with you right now. We're talking to each other. We're very aligned. I want to feel that same connection with my clients because we spend so much time with our Mm -hmm. clients. And I become like my client's greatest advocate and best cheerleader and also want to be able to speak candidly and Mm. truthfully and sometimes get into some hard conversations. And so getting to know somebody a little bit at that initial stage before either of us makes a commitment is critical to to me from an ethical perspective.
0: Absolutely. I think it really is an ethical uh, component of the coaching practice. Um, And I myself have referred people to other coaches that I think would be a better fit. I have as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's a key piece of me wanting to give a voice to other coaches. Not only is it great conversation, but it allows me to also build a network where I can refer people to the appropriate coach. And, you know, that's, that's kind of why coaches like to also get to know other coaches, right? We have. Yes. So much synergy in what we have to share, but also just, you know, even swapping clients or referrals um, has been really great, um, a great way to help others and help each other's businesses too.
1: I agree a hundred percent and nothing feels better than having somebody to refer to. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have to say, hmm, I'm probably not the, the best fit, you know, what's better than saying, but I know exactly the right person to refer you to. I know who can be helpful to you. It's such a great
0: feeling when we can do that. Absolutely. Well, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you, Sarah. Really appreciate all the insights on career transitions and your own personal journey in becoming a career coach. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Catharsis Podcast. I'm your host, Neha Koram. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or on LinkedIn. Visit my website, nehakuram.com or my career coaching business, beamcareercoaching.com. I'd love to connect with you, hear about your thoughts on the show. I'm open to feedback and I hope you subscribe for more career transformation and workplace wellness stories. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis podcast. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with somebody that you know to inspire someone to take the next step in their career. Send me your feedback at coach.neha.koram at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or find me on LinkedIn. Simply type my name, Neha Koram, and you'll find me. Looking forward to connecting and see you next time.